Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Uh, hello, chickens. Uh, we are diving into chapter five of The Flux, um, Doctor Who Flux, which is Survivors of the Flux. Stop saying flux. Um, we get another big recap, uh, which, you know, is necessary because a lot has happened. It's weird that in the old days you just got the last kind of couple of minutes of the episode before and it was just like, you remember this happened and then we're on to the next bit. <laughs> But this is like, no, and then this happened, and then this happened, and he said that, and she said that, and then the Doctor became an angel, and it's like, oh my god, that's right, the Doctor became an angel. Let's get on to this. Um, so, it just starts, there's no pre-credit sequence, it's just the Doctor becomes an angel. Woo! Uh, I mean, you couldn't have a pre-credit sequence. Like, imagine this episode didn't start with the Doctor. Like, imagine it just was like, straight into some other business. It's like, um, excuse me. The doctor's an angel. We need this sorted out. Like this needs to this needs to be something I need to see. Um, so thank you, <laughs> Chris Chibnall, for not diverting away to something else. Um, so we get uh, the stone doctor, the, the weeping doctor angel, in a huge field of other weeping angels, and she breaks out of the form like you know the dust all crumbles away. But she's in a field of massive angels, like surrounded by angels. And she starts wandering around, you know, is this what it's like to be an angel? She knocks on one, knock, 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 and starts saying, come on, talk to me. And she says, I'm blinking at you, I'm blinking. <laughs> She's like, oh, tough crowd. Um, and then she hears the whisper that they are conversion and transport. They whisper in her voice, by the way, just like they did with Jericho. Um and they said they turned her into one of them because it amused them. Oh, that's right. In the last episode, we found out they were cruel. Uh, she calls one of them a very smug statue. Hilarious. Um, and the angel says that her friends are marooned where she left them and she'll, they'll be there forever. Oh, no. Uh, which, of course, is our cue to be in 1904 in Mexico um, at a ziggurat. Uh, <laughs> it's like a little kind of pyramidy thing um and dan falls in 
from the roof and Dan and Yaz slowly descends, uh, saying the pulley system needs work, obviously. Um, and then Yaz says, watch out for death traps as these giant spears fly out of the wall, just missing Dan. And he's like, I could have nearly, could have been a kebab. Uh, <laughs> Yaz says they're looking for offering pots. Um, and then he gets wrenched back out uh, up to the roof and Jericho falls into the room. And uh, Yaz has found the offering pot that they're looking for. And then she's having a bit of an issue stealing it from the tomb. Um, but she's like, well, look, we'll put it back once it's decoded. And then Dan falls in again, hilariously. Hiya. Um, the angel uh, tells the doctor that they've arrived and it's time to return to form. And she becomes a, a weeping angel statue again. And then there's an ood in front of her and she's apparently being quantum stabilised. And she's waiting. Um, so, the doctor goes into this massive room with a huge tree with pink blossoms surrounded by, like, it's almost like a TARDIS console thing around the tree. Like, if the, instead of a giant crystal that's in the middle of the console room, if it was a tree. Um, like, a massive tree, though. Like, it's a big console. Uh, and it's the old woman with the hat who's obviously been doing her gardening. Um <laughs> Honestly, well, obviously now we see she's got a big tree. She does do gardening. So, that's, you know, like it was not a stupid outfit as I previously thought. Um, Even though she looks like, you know, she's about to tell us a story on Gardening Australia. Um, So, the doctor's like, well, I've seen you before. I demand to know who she is and she's, you know, where they are. And the old woman says, this is Division. Welcome back. <gasps> so, of course, when we leave there, because, you know, we can't get any answers straight away. Um, Yaz says, uh, if they can decipher that little pot that she's got, it'll tell them the exact date the world is going to end. Um, and they're in some market bazaar thing. Uh, a man is setting a bomb, and then another man jumps behind and attacks him, which I don't know what this is about. Um and Dan is reflecting on having been in that decade for three years. Um, and Jericho's freaking out because he knows too much about the atrocities to come, like the two world wars. Uh, and they can smell burning. And Yaz pops her head out and sees the dynamite. So, she pops some blankies on it. <laughs> then runs out of the room telling everyone to get out. And then there's an explosion. Um, I don't really understand what's happening here. Uh, then they're on a cruise ship. Uh, Jericho wonders who's trying to kill them when all they have is half a date on a pot, which is when someone knocks at the door, um, and Dan grumbles about having to hide under the bed. Why do I have to be in the stowaway? Uh, Yaz is immediately alert to the porter. She's like, are you new? And he's like, oh yeah, I just came aboard. Um, and then the porter asks Jericho one lump or two, and when he says one, he hits him in the head with a teapot. Oh, bad porter. Um, he tries to strangle Yaz, and she notices he's got a snake tattoo on his wrist. Uh, and Dan gets out from under the bed, kicks his feet out from under him, the porter. Uh, and then when they've got him on the floor and he's trapped, he activates his suicide tooth. Oh, Suicide Tooth. Was that an in excess album? Um, <laughs> that was Suicide Blonde. It's a different album. Wasn't meant to be a comment on... Oh, man. I wouldn't make fun of that. Uh, anyway, he's got his Suicide Tooth. <laughs> um, I say I wouldn't make fun of that. and I, I really did for a few years. Um, back when it happened, it was part of my stand-up set. Uh, but... That's uh, 
you know. <laughs> a lot of people died that year. That was in like 1997 when I first started doing stand-up. And there was like, I think there was Gianni Versace and Princess Diana and Michael Hutchins and um, John Denver. I used to have a joke about, you know, maybe Michael Hutchins thought he was going to go to a party with uh, Princess Diana and Gianni Versace and he would... <laughs> He'd end up stuck in the corner talking to John Denver. It was a terrible joke. Like, I'd only just started. I, you know, it was it was very new. Anyway, it was... Uh, that's... Over, like, that's 25 years ago. So, surely it's not too soon. <laughs> I did it at a gig. I had it... I was in a competition um, called Comic of the Year in Sydney. Uh, I was living in Melbourne. I'd done... Had I done raw comedy at that? I think yeah, I'd done raw comedy at that point, and uh, had gotten to the national finals, um, and then yeah, did this comic of the year thing in Sydney, um, and it was uh, hosted by Tom Gleason, uh, who I now work for. Um, although he used to do a character called Malcolm at the time um, when he was hosting, uh, and. <laughs> I told that joke and one of the judges was Kim Wilson who had been with Michael Hutchins, you know, during that terrible weekend when he um, lost his life. Uh, so, and everyone's like, oh, you've got to change your joke. You can't do that joke. And I'm like, as if I'm going to do it. <laughs> anyway, I came third. Uh, <laughs> about, about 20 people, like, you know, I used to be good at it. Um, anyway, <laughs> where did I get to? <laughs> Um, in 1958, we're in England. Uh, the Grand Serpent is shooting with a bloke at a deer stalker. Um, Serpy's called Prentice, apparently, and says he specialises in threats beyond the earth. Uh, the other bloke is in the army and has been tasked with setting up a task force by the United Nations that deals with threats from beyond the earth, and he asks the Grand Serpent to help. I don't think he'd ask if he knew it was called the Grand Serpent. He just knows he's called Prentice. Um, uh, Yaz, uh, still on the ship, on the is activating a message from the Doctor. And she looks sad. Um, Yaz looks sad. The Doctor's all manic, as usual. Uh, and she tells Yaz, this will activate two weeks after they've had no contact. Well, it's been three years. So, Yaz has obviously watched this a lot. Um, the Doctor says, because of the flux, displaced creatures will try to invade the Earth. Um, and Yaz needs to find out where and when. Right, so obviously Grand Serpent is a flux refugee. I get it. Uh, the Doctor says it will have been foreseen, and Yaz needs to figure out the date. Um, and then they say, I miss you to each other. And the Doctor kind of makes a joke. It's like, oh, I hope you said I miss you too, because otherwise that's going to be weird. Um, Jericho and Dan come in, uh, where they've thrown the porter, the dead porter overboard, and Dan reassures Yaz that they'll see the Doctor again. Um, at Division, the Doctor asks where they are, um, because the place keeps rocking, like, like there's earthquakes and stuff. Um, but maybe we'll have to leave that for the next episode, because the music has started now. Alright, we'll find out what's going on with the Ood and Old Mate from Gardening Australia in the next episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.